0: Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson, and this is Miss Into Podcast.
1: The Kelly Clarkson Fan Podcast, talking all things Kelly. Kelly. And to you.
0: Here is Jeremy and Pam.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to an all-new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson Fan Podcast. I'm Jeremy.
0: And my name is Pam. Uh, we are doing an episode today that uh, has been a series for a while now, but we realized we hadn't done it since March, which is a while. So we're going to bring back our Kelly series where we talk about some of our favorite performances from the Kelly Clarkson show. Um, I thought we were only doing season five so far, so mine are only season five, but I may have misunderstood <laughs> the rules. <laughs>
1: It's it's not that you misunderstood the rules. It's just that you 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 were focused on season 5 and that's yeah. fine.
0: But like I'll go back to season 4, but you chose some season 4 because like between March and May we still had you know a solid like 2 months or so.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and there were some good ones in the end of season 4.
0: But before we get into karaoke part of the episode which will be the meat of it um Kelly happened to host a little a little thing called the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting. You know, a little a event, little <laughs> a little thing, a little event. Um, that happened uh, this past Wednesday in New York City, and um, it was on TV. Hopefully, most of you saw it, whether it was live on TV, in person, or on YouTube after the fact. Um, she did such a good job.
1: She really did. She, you know, we've talked about this a little bit uh, here and there over over time. As she continues with the Kelly Clarkson show, her just general hosting ability and her hosting presence gets better and better every time she does another event. And she really showcased it in the Rockefeller Tree Lighting Show because she kind of—I mean, I want to say she had to carry the show, but I mean, obviously, as the host, you know, she's sort of the linchpin and everything, and and they're constantly coming to her. And she just looked like, first of all, she was having so much fun. Now, mind you, you know, she was also giving off like Cruella Deville vibes with she the big was. white coat.
0: She was but,
1: but it was great. I mean, she looked I mean she looked super glam. It was it was awesome. She was it was funny because I, I didn't think of this until much later and I, I wish I would have thought of it during the show that I could have tweeted it out. But she was giving like Cruella slash Cindy Lou Who vibes. She had the whole like (laughs) bun bun thing (laughs) going on up on the top of her head, which was just it looked great. And at the same time, though, like, you know, regardless of what she was wearing or how her hair looked, she just had the biggest smile on her face all night. It just looked like she was having the best time. And all in all, I mean, it's a really good show. It's a it's a big music intensive show. And. I loved her performances. Of course, you know, you have to kick it off with Underneath the Tree and yet another great performance of that song. It's always great to hear that song around the holidays. And it was the perfect start to the show.
0: Yeah. Also, she looked really like she was having a great time, despite... I mean, the weather wasn't, like, the worst weather ever. Don't get me wrong. Um, It was, was, like,
1: low low 30s, 30s, upper 20s. With wind. Okay.
0: So, like, you know, it makes it feel a lot chillier. Plus... Plus, it is on the ice rink. It is on That's the right. ice. Like, I wasn't there. I, I know I like kept being like, oh, maybe, maybe not. So, what ended up happening was, <laughs> um, I applied for tickets, I applied for a pair of tickets, and I just i never ended up getting them. They were like, if we mm-hmm. can find room, we'll put you there. And I'm like, all right, forget it. Um, our, my friend Jesse got in with one ticket, and our friend Brett got in with two tickets. And, um, Brett was like, who should I take, Pam or Rob? I'm like, take Rob. Take Rob. It's fine. Because <laughs> Rob has also never seen Kelly perform a Christmas song. Oh. So, like, please, like, let Rob enjoy that. Plus, I'm, like, kind of, like, a little bit of, like, a bitch when it comes to cold weather. I don't want to, like, <laughs> a little bitch. Like, I don't want to be out in that. Um, I
1: remember when I was in New York, I think the the morning of our, our show taping, I don't know, it was in, like, the 50s, upper 50s, maybe, and you and Rob were just talking about how cold it was. And I'm like, I'm from the Midwest, man. Like, this is nice. I mean, I'd I mean, I'd be out here in a light jacket, and you guys were, like, bundled up. So 20 degrees even cooler, yeah, you would have been whining.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, like, so bad about it. Um. But anyway, but then, like, reality set in, and it got really cold. And then Jesse and Rob ended up not going because they were, like, it's too cold. Um, but Brett went, and he represented everyone. I'm, like, jumping ahead a little bit, but the reason why I'm bringing up Brett specifically is because um, during Cher's performance of DJ – what is it called? DJ Play a Christmas Song or I Want to Hear – Something her- like that, yeah. Yeah, which is a banger. I didn't know it. I knew she came out with, like, a Christmas album, like, within the last week or two, but I hadn't listened to it, and then I saw her perform it, and I'm like, oh, she still got it. Anyway – Kelly was feeling herself during it and they like even like went to like pointed to Kelly at least two or three times during Cher's performance because Kelly was singing every single word and like jamming out. And Brett, who's MVP, filmed most of Kelly dancing and <laughs> sent it to send it to us. And he's like, Yeah, Pam, go ahead and post it on Twitter. And so it's on our Twitter right now. And I just want to give a shout out to Brett for filming that because it brought me so much joy just seeing Kelly so happy.
1: Yeah, she was really having the best time. And yeah, Cher was kind of the the MVP of the night because people were definitely other than Kelly were feeling her performances uh, yeah, it was, uh, the, but the dancing by Kelly was just one of the the highlights of the night.
0: So cute. Um, she also performed Santa Can't You Hear Me without Ariana Grande.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so I guess it was like kind of like similar arrangement to what she did on The Voice. I think it was last year, I think. Yeah. Um, where she did it by herself. It's like such a big song to sing by herself, but like right. she, she did it. She hit every note. She sounded amazing, but it's hard.
1: How do you feel about Santa? Can't you hear me without Ariana?
0: I mean, I now think that we've
1: heard it a couple times,
0: I prefer it as a duet. Yeah, but I still love it by itself, and I like was still excited that she was singing it because it's yeah. also like doing really well on the charts.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I'm the same way. I really do prefer it with the two of them because I like all of the parts of the song, and you know, obviously, it's just not feasible for Kelly to try to do all of the parts. Even when she's got, you know, Jesse there for some backup, it's still, you know, a really, really big song. Yeah. And I I like that she she attempts it solo because, like you said, it's a great song. It's, you know, getting more and more, uh, how do I say,
0: uh,
1: I don't want to say like momentum? consistent airplay. Momentum? But yeah, I mean, the, the momentum for the song is building because Christmas songs are weird in that, they only get about a month to six weeks, really, to, like, make an impact. And so when you come out with a new song, it can take several years yeah. for a song to really hit its stride. Because right about the time that people realize they like a song, Christmas is over, and all the songs disappear for 11 months. Yeah. So, you know, we're now on year two of having Santa Can't you no, Hear three. Me. No,
0: three.
1: Well, mm, are we? Yeah.
0: Yeah, because it was out, it came out on When Christmas Comes Around in 20, uh, 2021.
1: Man, I feel like it's only been two years. But, mm-hmm. I mean, look, it's it's getting more airplay this year on radio than it was even last year. So I think you're going to continue to see that song grow. I mean, Underneath the Tree was the same way. Yeah. Underneath the Tree was a really slow grow where, I mean, it took four or five years before that song kind of came into its own and really became a staple of the holidays. I'll even say this. Um, I'll share a little bit of information that I got as a, as somebody who works for a a group that plays Christmas music in one of our radio stations. We uh, we found out that you know the Mariah Carey song is actually starting to fall a bit out of favor. Don't get me wrong; people still love the song. It's still a, a classic, but there are a lot of people, a growing number of people, I should say, that are starting to kind of tire of that song. Yeah. And I think that that really does open the door for Underneath the Tree to kind of be the next big, consistent classic that we hear more and more every year.
0: Because isn't like Brenda Lee, like I was reading the, we're doing this on a Sunday, so I don't know when the charts are going to be coming out. But I saw like a projection for the next week's charts for the Hot 100. Or yeah, Hot hot 100? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brenda Lee is like going to be possibly number one, which I think is so cool for her. And, oh
1: yeah, I mean Brenda Lee always pops into the top ten every year. But
0: never been number one with this song,
1: right? With right. "Rockin'
0: Around the Christmas Tree." So, yep. Um, I read that Kelly is predicted to be in the top twenty for next week, but it's only the second week. So, like, there's. I mean, I I don't know if she's going to be number one, but that's okay. But like, I'm loving that she just keeps going, 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 gets higher. Yeah, it's so exciting.
1: Very much so, yeah. So, and it's nice because I feel like and and. I mean, I don't know if this is the right place to talk about it, but we're kind of talking about Christmas and Kelly. And I feel like I am hearing more Kelly Christmas this year. Yes. Over Mariah Christmas. And I'm not trying to make this a competition by any stretch. I'm just saying what I know. And yes, I understand. I'm too close to it. I, you know, I'm I'm almost seeking out Kelly Clarkson songs. But I'll tell you. I walked into a Best Buy a couple of nights ago. They were playing Christmas Eve. Really? I yeah, there has been more than one occasion that I have heard Underneath the Mistletoe with Brett Eldridge at Target. I think that's actually on their like mm. sort of Christmas playlist of songs that they play in store because Christmas- I've heard it multiple times. And
0: Christmas Eve is now in a promo for is it like NBC or the Today show? It's uh, yeah, it's
1: the it's the Today show's like Happy Holidays promo.
0: Right? Um and then
1: you've got Underneath the Tree, which is obviously its own monster in and yeah. of itself.
0: Like Mariah, like okay, I know she has Christmas albums, but like the general masses, general, like mm-hmm. I can't name you more than one Christmas song by her.
1: The only reason why I can is because I know my radio station plays what else does more have? than one. She has she has Christmas baby, please come home. And um, okay. uh there there's another one I but that's I don't a know, cover, top,
0: right? It
1: is, yes. We're not talking originals. I mean, I'm talking like other songs. The thing I will say, the point I'll make about Mariah is that Mariah is, has put out more than one Christmas album, and the only one that gets songs played with any sort of regularity or with any real frequency is her first one. And that would be as if nothing off of When Christmas Comes Around for Kelly got played, but everything was coming from Wrapped in Red. And really, when it comes to Wrapped in Red, it's kind of Only underneath the tree. I mean, yes, you're going to find some fringe stations out there that are going to play, you know, some of the other songs off of the album, and you're going to get people that are some of stations. Silent
0: night, maybe. Some play silent night. A couple uh,
1: wrapped in red was the one I was going to mention. Is that you know some stations actually did play wrapped in red for a while. I don't think it really caught on, and so I don't hear. In fact, I haven't heard it at all this holiday season on any sort of radio, be it terrestrial or or satellite. But I'm hearing more of other Kelly songs and and Santa, Can't You Hear Me? And we haven't even mentioned that one as well. So there's a lot of Kelly Christmas out there. I'm not saying that Kelly's coming for the whole title of Queen of Christmas, but she is, I would say she is the best position to be the heir apparent to Queen of Christmas taking over for Mariah Carey. Because we, we make the joke every year that they, you know, for, thaw out Mariah Carey. Because let's be honest, I mean, she really doesn't do much else outside of Christmas anymore. Yeah. And this is kind of where she makes her big paycheck for the year. And then just she lives off of that, plus her other residuals. But, you know, Kelly has really gotten a lot of different Christmas songs that are starting to really take hold. And I love that
0: for her. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to read all of them because I think that would be excessive. But like, shout out to Kelly Stats, the um, Instagram account. Mm-hmm. They post like multiple times a day different stats on streaming, on iTunes, on charts. So the one from yesterday was Kelly Clarkson has currently the second and third best-selling female Christmas albums on US iTunes at the moment, just behind Share. Yeah. And uh,
1: and not and guess who's not there? Mariah Carey.
0: Kelly Clarkson is the only female artist with multiple albums charting in the top 30 on U.S. iTunes right now. And I know I'm saying iTunes, like, I don't know. I don't know the last time I used iTunes, but people use it. People use it. I don't. But people do. I forget that they do. But I'm excited to see all this.
1: I think when people want to buy their music, they use iTunes. When they just want to listen, I think they use Spotify.
0: Yeah. So the last song she sang, which was kind of a surprise, I think, to most of us, was Glow which I don't think she's performed this live before. And I mean, it was not with Chris Stapleton. I'm pretty sure one of the back, the Aaron, her usual male background singer was not there. They had someone Mm -hmm. else. I don't know who it was, but he did a good job. He, I think did the like Chris part. So did Kelly, but he kind of did some of like the background, the male background vocal parts that Chris normally does. Um, I thought it was fantastic and I loved it.
1: Yeah, I think Glow is going to be the next song that gets a little bit more traction maybe starting next year. Yeah. Uh, there's, I mean, obviously, there's still plenty more time for it to, you know, take a foothold in this holiday season. But I really think the next year could be a big year for that song if they continue to push it.
0: I think so, especially if they push it to country radio as well, mm-hmm. um, because it's Chris Stapleton, like. Yeah. He's huge. He's amazing. Everyone loves Absolutely. him. Absolutely. So, um but oh yeah, overall like really was loving the uh tree lighting. I think she did so well. She, you know, made a couple of little like flubs off the teleprompter, but like it was great. It's so Kelly and I enjoyed every minute of it. Um And you yeah, also but- couldn't
1: see uh you couldn't see it on the live broadcast, but some of the videos that were put out by like Kelly's social media and some of the, and maybe like NBC, you could see when the tree was lit, she got a little emotional. She was
0: like crying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Cause
1: like, you could see uh, Savannah from the today show was kind of comforting her because I think that it was, I mean, Kelly's been there before she hadn't played it for 20 years. That's but, actually
0: a lie. She had played it in 2013, but, um, but she did. Oh, she did show, but she did show a clip her photo yeah. the first time she played it i was like that's so cute but no she i think she did it in 2013 continue, okay. continue so i don't
1: so i don't know though in 2013 i don't know if she was there or if she was taped because for those of you who are not in new york and don't know how it all worked the show actually happened over the course of two nights there was the live broadcast that everybody watched on the wednesday night but then there was also rehearsals/recording slash done on tuesday night So we because we knew what Kelly was going to be wearing the night before because she was already all done up in her outfit. So there were a lot of performances that were pre-recorded the night before. Uh, I think that's kind of why they they utilize the, you know, the two different sides of the stage. Um, You know, the one side facing further down the street and then the other side that was actually facing Rockefeller. And
0: shares was actually filmed a few weeks ago.
1: Oh, really? I didn't it know was that.
0: was just Shares. So it was very, very creative editing on uh, NBC's yes. part with like Share and then going to Kelly actually live dancing. But yeah, Shares was filmed because I think Rob had originally gotten tickets and then ended up not going. It was like a Sunday. Interesting. It was a Sunday. Yeah. It must have been like a schedule conflict or something. Yeah. Um, that's the beauty of TV and editing. You don't know well, these yeah. things.
1: I had no idea that it got filmed so early. So yeah, yeah very cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I loved that. You know, she really. I mean, this was a big moment for her, and it was great because it was fun to see the socials uh, from the band and everybody else after the fact. Jesse, did you uh, see
0: Jesse's little behind the scenes thing? That was so cute.
1: Jesse's behind the scenes thing was so great. If you if you missed it, Jesse basically you know did a you know start to finish from getting ready in her dressing room in the building and she was just like I can't believe all I need to do is just go downstairs and I'm going to be performing at one of you know the biggest holiday events of the entire year and you know we got a cameo from Lester and Jocko and Just got to see all the kind of behind-the-scenes stuff for that. It was really, really cool, and I'm really appreciative for the band for dropping that stuff because it was pretty neat.
0: Speaking of the band, I just have one little thing to add, and then we can go to our main topic for today. Yeah. So, did anyone watch Barry Manilow's performance of All I Want for Christmas is You? First of all...
1: (laughs) I did watch watch Barry's performance.
0: It was... I mean, it was it was entertaining. I'll say that. Um, I, I don't know why on earth he would have ever chosen anyone would have greenlit that because it's like <laughs> it's the Mariah Carey song anyway. But very um,
1: Manilow, though. I mean,
0: I know, but it was just so. I don't know. Anyway, Jason and Avon were playing with him. Yes, which I thought was fun, and I'm curious how that came to be. Like, did they like need an extra like guitar player, A keyboard guy? Like, did, was that Spur it the could moment. just yeah. Know. It could just
1: very well have been that they needed extra hands, and I don't know. Did was Joe playing with them too? Oh, Joe may
0: have been as well. You're
1: right. Yeah, I think Joe was there too. I seem to remember seeing him in uh, in the band as well. But yeah. yeah, they definitely had their own drummer and their own backup singers uh, yeah. for Barry. But, but- uh, yeah, that was that was fun to see those guys. All performing with Barry Manilow.
0: So, just that performance was hilarious. I had to like text my family. It's like, if anyone wants to watch Barry Manilow cover Mariah Carey, like, put on NBC right now. <laughs> we were like, what? Anyway, love you, Barry. So, yeah. You're great. I yes. love Copa Cabana. Um, has Kelly ever covered Copa Cabana?
1: I don't know. We'll don't have to think check.
0: So. I don't How even you? know if
1: she's, has she covered Barry Manilow full stop?
0: I don't know. Ooh, we interesting. may need to
1: Yeah. That'd be interesting. So that's uh that's Rockefeller Center. it was it was a great night. It was a lot of fun to to see uh, to see Kelly and her element. and really, I mean she this was a big like New York minute for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, it was cool to see that because she was definitely feeling the the holiday spirit um in New York City. and you could tell that she was just really uh, having a great time at the tree lighting. So that was very, very cool. Yay Christmas! Uh, another, yay Christmas! Uh, <laughs> another thing too, I, I'm I'm sort of vamping here real quick because I want to see if Kelly has ever covered Barry Manilow. Oh, she okay. actually has. Okay, she's covered him twice. Uh, she covered him as a part of the original season of American Idol. Oh, and then uh, she also covered him in season two with Ruben and Clay. They did a song called One Voice. Those are the only times she's ever covered Barry Manilow, so oh, wow. only the Idol days.
0: So it's been like twenty years. So it's yeah. Uh, all right, let's I think do that'd it. be really
1: weird to see Kelly sing Copacabana? But Her I mean, was Her I was mean
0: why Kelly. not? <laughs> she was a showgirl. Okay, I'm done.
1: Absolutely. I'm done. Uh, another thing, too. Quick, we want to uh, mention you've al- you've probably already noticed this, uh, especially if you've been religiously listening to the Kelly Clarkson connection on Sirius XM, but. They've obviously transitioned to Christmas music now. I, I think not fully, grow, but a lot of it. No, not fully, and I don't think they're going to fully go Christmas, but they're doing kind of like how they intersperse Kelly songs. You know, like every three songs or so. About every two or three songs is a Christmas song. The great thing is, is that Kelly has also recorded small vignettes for the beginning of a lot of the Christmas tunes, and she's telling little short stories about both her own. Christmas songs and Christmas songs that she really enjoys. So that's always great to hear. It's fun to to hear those songs. I think glow was one of the very first that I heard. Oh, okay. And and that's when I knew I was like, okay, Christmas has come to this station. And I wondered how long they were going to wait. And it looks like they went until just before the beginning of December before they started to play the Christmas music. But uh, yeah, so you can, Catch Christmas tunes now on the Kelly Clarkson yeah. Connection that's channel 12 on Sirius XM.
0: I've heard funny enough these are all duets cuz you heard that. I heard um I took a picture of it. I heard Under the Mistletoe yesterday and oh, nice. I and I heard Silent Night" featuring Reba McEntire. <laughs> and Trisha Yearwood. Uh, if you know si- you know. If you know you know. Silent Night. Okay. Um but yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to hear more stuff. Like imagine hearing like just for now on the radio, I think it's gonna be weird. but really That would cool. be
1: weird, yeah. But yeah. It, the nice thing is, is that she's not just leaning on her catalog of Christmas songs. She's also playing a lot of her Christmas favorites, which yeah. is really cool to it hear. Kind of heard, I heard
0: like Amy Grant, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's, and it's a it's a nice mix. And we're gonna, I think in uh, in 2024, early 2024, we're gonna have a more in depth episode all about the Kelly Clarkson connection. Uh, we want to go really in depth about this channel because there's more to me- than meets the eye to this channel, and we think you guys need to know about that. So we're excited to bring that deep dive to you in the coming weeks.
0: Woohoo! All right, let us start the official Kalyoki number five. I
1: think number five.
0: Okay, it's, I feel like we've done more than five of these, but I guess not. No, um, we haven't.
1: Uh, we haven't done one since uh, March, March of this year.
0: So, yeah, I just chose season five just because that's what I thought we were doing. But um, so Jeremy's is going to be a little bit more diverse than mine (laughs) because I've only had like what, like six weeks of performances to choose from. Yeah. Um, But they're great. I actually had I I had to cut some of them out because I had more than 10. So um, season
1: five has been really good. It's
0: been really good. Do you do you want to start?
1: I can start. Yeah. and And I'll start in season four. And I mean, I'm going to start with a very easy one that people went absolutely wild over. And it was also a huge hit when she did it later on in Las Vegas. And that was her cover of Gail's ABCDEFU. Uh, I mean, it was it was crazy enough to see her cover this on daytime TV it was even better seeing it live in Vegas. She was able to let's
0: drop like the fuck this and fuck that.
1: Oh, yeah. She, she she got to fully sing the song. Didn't have to edit it. Didn't have to keep it to 90 seconds. It. I mean, it was really, really cool to hear this song. And it was funny to hear it after having watched the videos from Vegas so much and, and hearing the version from Vegas so much. It was weird to go back and rewatch the version from the Kelly Clarkson show because it is so trimmed down and so edited so PG <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> if you've never seen the Vegas version it is on our Instagram so yes. check that out good pick oh god I was so happy we saw that live
1: well and I gotta be honest you know because I I have been so focused on season five Kelly that I forgot that that song was a Kelly back in the latter part of season four
0: yeah and I like I yeah I I Knew it was season four, but I would have thought, like, maybe we had already, like, covered it in our last Uh episode. I have no memory. But, okay. My first pick is going to be, I mean, these are all recent, obviously. They're all within the last, like, six, seven weeks. But a song that I, not only was I not familiar with the song, but I never heard of this artist before. It's called Mama Dolly Jesus by Madeline, Madeline, I don't know, Madeline Edwards. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. if she were to ever make a country album, like, this is the vibe that I would want. Because I was doing a little bit of research on Madeline. I'm just going to call her Madeline. I don't know how you say her name. So, she's from California, but moved to Texas. So, she, like, credits a lot of her, like, style to be West Coast jazz meets country. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that totally fits Kelly's vibe. Yeah. Because this was very jazzy. It was country and also very rock. And... I love that mix. It's I think that's very rare these days in country music. And I think it would it's this girl. I, I don't maybe she's big. I don't really know. But if she's not huge yet, I think it's only going to be a matter of time where she's going to blow up because what a cool song. Um, And I love how it's like in her like Kelly's like lower register a bit. Like she definitely goes like a little bit deeper with her voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Now I need to go back and rewatch that one because I I got to be honest I skipped over that one for for the research for this.
0: Yeah, no, it was good, and like she kind of yodels a little bit in the in the mm-hmm. chorus a little bit, but it's just like she has such insane control of her voice, and I know like it's something we've known forever, but it it just it's mind boggling. Like if you have a guys, if you haven't watched it, "Mama Dolly Jesus" by Madeline Edwards. I admittedly like it took a few days to watch it, and I was like, what. <laughs> what? This it's really good. It's really good.
1: That's awesome. I'm trying to remember if if she was the one or if there was somebody else. There was an artist during season 5 of the Kelly Clarkson show where she posted a reaction video to the fact that Kelly was covering her song on the show and I'm trying to remember if it was Madeline Edwards or if it was maybe somebody else. I'm not Was it her or was it like Lainey sure.
0: Wilson? I don't think it was Lainey no. Wilson. I
1: think I would remember Lainey Wilson.
0: Okay. Who's another person maybe, that like just Blew up out of nowhere, but like she's awesome.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Lainey Wilson is. I'm a big fan of hers. Of course, I I first saw her on Yellowstone, and so is that where she's from? She, well, I don't think it's. I don't think you would call it where she's from, but she definitely got a lot of notoriety being on that show, and she because she performs as a country singer on that show, and you know it's a hugely popular show, but uh you know she's got I mean she carries her own man I mean she's got an incredible record and I'm a huge fan of hers
0: I didn't know that the more you know yeah do, 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 do.
1: uh for me I feel like as I'm looking over my list that I'm really gonna show my age <laughs> because I would say I probably only have one more like current artist that's okay and Everyone else is either like a classic artist or like 80s and 90s artists.
0: That's fine.
1: So, again, showing my age. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna stick in season four since Pam's got season five on lock. And I'm going to say uh, this one's going to be kind of a twofer here because Kelly did something in the latter part of season four that she does not normally do. And I don't know. I haven't done the proper research, but I don't know if I can remember an instance where she did this. She did the same artist and they aired back to back. Now mind you it was like there was 5 days in between cuz I think there were some reruns or something. But as far as like new episodes go, these songs aired back to back from the same artist and that is Lenny Kravitz. Really? She Yes, she did Are You Going to Go My Way and then the next episode that featured a current new karaoke, she did one of my all-time favorite Lenny Kravitz songs, It Ain't Over Till It's Over. Wow. So, Yeah, so this was back in March, and uh, again, we want to shout out to our good friend Bix, who has the ultimate database of all the Kelly Oakes and all covers. Uh, the date that Are You Gonna Go My Way aired was on March 23rd, and then on March 27th, It Ain't Over Till It's Over aired. And they're consecutive episodes, like it's episode 4122 and 4123. And I can't recall the last time, if ever, that Kelly played two songs by the same artist back to back. And then on top of that, a few days later, and when I say that, I mean about a week, week and a half later, she played a third Lenny Kravitz song, although this one's a little more iffy because it's a song that Lenny Kravitz is well known for covering. But Kelly has also been known to cover this song as well. And that was American Woman.
0: Right. Like
1: obviously she did it for the 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 Paramount Plus or Paramount Network TV show. Which I always forget uh, that
0: exists, because I don't even know if I have a file of that. I might have a file.
1: I've got the file. I can always send it to you. But okay. uh but yeah, she did that one like about a week later. The reason I included it as part of this Lenny Kravitz sort of nugget is because she does the Kelly Oakey in the style of Lenny Kravitz. Yes. To the point where I think even because like on "Are You Gonna Go My Way," like Jocko got to get out the flying V guitar, and they they really do perform the song more like how Lenny performed it. Yeah. So I'm kind of including it, but the the two songs I want to focus on that I really really love because I'm a huge Lenny Kravitz fan. So I loved "Are You Gonna Go My Way." I loved seeing you know Jocko again, really getting into this song, and then it was just a really cool arrangement that they did with "It Ain't Over Till It's Over." Just, I mean, it's one of my all-time favorite Lenny songs. One of my, maybe my top 10 all-time favorite songs. So that was a big one for me for season four, Kelly Oki.
0: They need a duet. Can oh, you man. imagine that?
1: That would blow my mind. I mean, quite honestly. Or, I mean, at the very least, it would be awesome to do kind of like a Jeff Beck thing yeah. where Kelly plays one of her classic songs and Lenny plays guitar. Yes. Like, could was- you imagine like Lenny Kravitz on guitar for Miss independent?
0: Yo, can she do like, <laughs> can she like perform that on like the Grammy? So everyone sees it.
1: Seriously. Yeah. I'd love that.
0: Whew. Oh my God. I just got excited for no good, no good reason. <laughs> okay. Um, I think the next one I'm going to pick is a, a little bit of a selfish one, but not really. Um, Fighter by Christina Aguilera it was mm-hmm. one of the very first ones of season five. I happened to be in the audience for it, and I was thrilled that I actually knew the song. Um, first of all, just killer vocals. Just yeah, I adore the the stripped album. I would love for her to cover pretty much every song on it. There's one song that she has not that I'm dying for her to cover. It's um, keep singing my song. I think it's one of the last tracks on the album. Mm-hmm. So good. Anyway, Fighter is one of those songs. Maybe it's just me, but I think it's one of those songs that everyone's like, "Oh my god, I love that song. I know it." And then it starts, and you're like, "What are the words? You only know the chorus." Because I was, like what was
1: the what was the quote that Kelly said to us in our interview where she was like, she's like, you think you know the song, and then you come in and you don't,
0: and you don't, and like, because I like that was. I mean, this is aging myself. That was one of stripped. Of one of, was one of the very first albums I bought with my own money. Like, uh-huh. and I played it to death. And so I was so excited. I'm like, I know fighter. And then it starts. And I'm like, I don't think I know the words except for the chorus. Like, (laughs) she didn't really either. And that was the fun part because she had to redo it a few times because it's so fast. And she's singing it. It's really fast Mm -hmm. and it's very wordy. So, Yeah. um, yeah, she had to do that a few times. But, and there's also like, there's a high note that she wails on, like after the bridge, I think. That wasn't supposed to happen. Um, she said while we were there, like, "Yep, I messed up, but I just kind of wailed on it. So it sounds cool. Um, (laughs) So fun fact for you. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was so fun to watch live and there was so much energy and it was so high energy. I, it also made me realize that I've never been to a taping and I've never seen a Kelly of a ballad. Oh, I've only seen like high energy stuff. So nice just a random observation but yeah fighter by Kristen aguilera love it kelly cover more of her stuff thank you
1: (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna stay in season four and i mean this one is just one of the one of the most iconic songs of the 80s from an absolutely iconic 80s movie if you haven't watched the breakfast club i I don't know what to tell you (laughs) You're you're just missing out. You're missing out on a true piece of Americana, even though, you know, some 80s, especially a lot of 80s teen comedies can be a little problematic now. I would say of all of them, maybe The Breakfast Club holds up a little bit better. I mean, it's definitely a little triggering when it comes to like bullying and stuff. But for the most part, the movie still holds up and it's got an absolutely killer soundtrack. But everybody thinks of one song when you think of The Breakfast Club and that is Don't You Forget About Me by simple minds and i flipped it when she did this song as a karaoke it was such a great version you could tell that the band was having fun with it because it's obviously a song that everybody knows and i feel like you know maybe that's kind of a cool thing for the band when i don't want to say i mean i don't, obviously i can't speak for the band but i feel like that would be a song where everyone's on the same page and they're all like don't worry i know what i'm doing i know what i got to do yeah. I know this song like I've heard it a million times, and it's just it's one of my favorite Kelly Oakes from season four.
0: Yeah, kind of like I guess the one that I'll talk about next is similar in the sense that like it's another 80s song, and it's I think it did so well. Like I I don't know I I think the delivery was so well for both of those mm-hmm. because they all grew up listening to it, they all knew it. It was just like. It was like good vibes. It's not like I yeah. really had to learn much, I'm guessing. So the one yeah. I want to pick is Tell It to My Heart by Taylor Dane.
1: Ah, oh, this was on my list too. I Oh, love great. This. So let's
0: talk together. Yes. You know, I like – there wasn't necessarily anything like specific that I was like, oh, I'm picking this for a specific reason. It was just like within the first 30 seconds, I – guys, you know, I've been a fan forever. I literally had to pause it and just being like, she's like barely moving her face. And just these crazy notes are coming out. Like, it is insane how effortless singing is to her. And I just had to like pause my computer being like, what the hell? Like, she's (laughs) not human. She's not human.
1: I mean, look, before there was Taylor Swift, there was Taylor Dane for us (laughs) in the 80s. She was the original, like, haughty blonde singer named Taylor. Uh, who, who, by the way, is in her 60s now, which only makes me feel really super old. <laughs> uh, but either, and by the way, the pride of Manhattan, New York, Taylor Dane. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. She's she's great. And yeah, this was, oh my God, such a good song. Taylor herself is an incredible vocalist. I mean, she really has an awesome catalog of songs if you guys are unfamiliar with her. So many good, I mean- Does
0: she have any other hits?
1: Oh, absolutely oh, she did, know. yeah. Oh, my gosh. She had With Every Beat of My Heart, um, Love Will leave you, Lead You Back, which, oh, my God, I need to check and see if Kelly's done that because that is a fantastic song. Uh, yeah, she's, I mean, she is one of, I mean, she's actually best known as a dance artist, of all things.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Club, like club Anger kind of? Kind
1: of, like? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, okay. she just had some really big pop hits in, like, the late 80s. So good. I I highly recommend you check out her catalog.
0: I definitely should because I don't know if I know anything else by her, but I just love this. I just, you know, it's very like synthy 80s. I'm sure Jason was eating it up because I know he loves the 80s. Yes. Yes. I I love whenever.
1: Yeah. I love whenever Jason can get his synth like really into a song. Oh, so good.
0: So good. Um. Do you go next? Or do I go next? Yeah, I,
1: I'll go next. Uh, go I'll ahead. close out what I have for season four, and then I can move on to my season five choices. My last one is, uh, again, another iconic 90s song. The, I think the video was equally as iconic as the song itself because it was considered for a while one of the sexiest music videos of all time.
0: Wait, can you give me a hint? I want to try to guess this.
1: Uh, the singer spent the entire music video just making out with a supermodel on an island
0: on an island?
1: Yeah, or a beach. It and it was in like not black and white, it was in like a, it was a sepia tone music video.
0: So it's a male male, male
1: or? artist. Male artist made out with a hotty female supermodel. I mean super super sexy video. Some people are just yelling at the radio right now.
0: This is probably so wrong, but I'm just, and you're probably going to laugh because it's probably so wrong. It's not like Michael Bolton or something, is it?
1: God, no. (laughs)
0: Okay, I don't know. I have no idea then.
1: Uh, It is Wicked Game by Chris Isaac.
0: I've seen, I've never seen the music video, but I've seen him live.
1: I have too. He puts on a hell of a show.
0: I only knew that song at the time. I was like 15 when I saw him. Uh Um, I only knew Wicked Games because it was an episode of Friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is still right. the it only was. song
0: I know, but now I know it because it, I know who he is, but Yeah. What a I mean sexy it's song. it's
1: yeah, I mean it's arguably it is his his best known song and his his biggest hit, but yeah. uh I mean I I love Kelly doing this song. So it was good. so good. Oh. And just, you know, w- had, did I think of myself and Kelly on an Stop island? <laughs> in sepia tone, <laughs> potentially you'll never know cuz oh. I'll never share. Oh. <laughs>
0: Listening to podcast after dark.
1: That's right.
0: Even though it's what time is it? It's uh, eleven sixteen for me, ten sixteen a.m. for you. So wow. Uh, I love on. that. Moving on. Okay, my turn. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pick a Kelly original next. Okay. I have two on my list. So I, it was hard for me to not do all of them, but I only I there... narrowed it down to two.
1: There's been plenty to choose from this year, and we should probably talk about that with this song that she has finally been able to, you know, really promote the chemistry record with Kelly Oki this year.
0: Well, if the song I was going to pick wasn't ke- wasn't from Chemistry, but I'll pick that one first. Okay, 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 because I have an old, I have an old one and a Chemistry one, so I'll guess. Okay, I'll great. Pick, I was going to pick the old one first, but I won't. Um, Thanks for I- making
1: me not sound completely stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, it was really hard to pick between that's right and lighthouse. That's right, I just has like a special spot in my heart because we were there for the episode. I chose yeah. lighthouse. I chose lighthouse, and I don't know for some reason. Like I, I loved it live in Vegas, but for some reason I l- like it more um, in on the um, on Kelly Oki and when she was on Jimmy Fallon a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon was a very different arrangement because it was literally like her and Jesse and Jason, I think. And maybe like, I think like an, it's like an upright bass, maybe something. Uh, that, that sounds right. Yeah. But I don't know. But there's just something about the more recent performances where I really feel like you can hear Jesse a lot more. Mm-hmm. And just they they complement each other so well. Whereas in Vegas... It was probably a similar arrangement, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just like maybe it was like The Room or what or the fact that like these are mixed for TV, so they're going to have a better quality. But just, oh my God, it was just heart heartbreaking and heart-wrenching to watch Lighthouse on Kelly's talk show. It was so good. It was probably that and Fallon are my favorite performances of this song so far.
1: The way that Kelly and Jesse's voices weave so seamlessly between each other in where Kelly has to kind of drop from the lead vocal to the backup vocal. And then Jesse kind of takes the lead ahead of her. The way they do that so seamlessly is beautiful. First of all, second of all, you can tell that they've been singing together for more than a decade because that, that doesn't happen organically. Like, or that doesn't happen naturally. Like you, you have to really know somebody to be able to sing that way with someone. And it's, And I saw so many fans make comments about that, specifically directly to Jesse when she posted out the video on Instagram, I believe. It's just, I will never get tired of hearing that transition between their two voices.
0: No, it's brilliant. And like, to like, I think I may have mentioned this when we were talking about Fallon a few weeks ago, but like, to like the general public who doesn't know who like Jesse is, like, they might be like, wait, is that like a pre recorded Kelly thing in the background? It's like, nope. That is her background vocalist who is incredible. Yep. Absolutely incredible. So I, whatever they're doing, keep it up because I'm obsessed.
1: I love it. It's so good. All right. So uh, the rest of my choices are all also from season five. And actually, now that I think about it, I kind of specifically stayed away from Kelly Originals for mine. So you might, uh, this better chance of us not repeating songs because it sounds like you've got more Kelly Originals. I
0: have one more. I have one more.
1: Okay. Man, this is hard to pick because there's... I mean, well, we're going to touch on all of these, but I want to talk about all of them right now. Um, I'm going to go with another one. This one's... Rel- I mean, it's not super, super new. It's new within the last 10 years. But I'm going to go with Ray Montaigne's Can I Stay? I was introduced to Ray LaMontagne by Kelly, and it was back when she did the Hurricane Relief uh, show and she performed Shelter. That was like and
0: for Hurricane Katrina, right?
1: It may very well have been, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, remember yeah. which one. But yeah. uh, I had to seek out the original song. because I mean, obviously, as a fan, I knew it wasn't her. But I had to seek out the original. And when I found the original song, I was like, okay, let me let me learn a little bit more about this guy. Holy crap. Like, this guy, you want to talk about an artist that will break your heart with his lyrics and with his songs? Ray LaMontagne and his like, voice. It, it, oh my God. And his voice is so good. I mean, I, I don't know who to compare him to off the top of my head, but I mean, he's so soulful and he's so like, he can sing so gently and so softly. And at the same time, he gets a growl and like a, and a, and a strength in his voice. That is just so just, it pierces right through you. Again, another artist that you need to check out if you don't know that really has some roots in a lot of Kelly's covers is Ray Montaigne. I cannot stress this enough. Can I Stay is like such a heartbreaking song. His version is so good. And then when I heard Kelly doing it, I'm like, thank God she remembers who he is. Because I know that, you know, she's very into a lot of different artists. And especially with Kelly Oki, you know, we see her covering so many more different people but when it came to, you know, back in the day when all we got was the covers that we would get on tour or, you know, in some cases the occasional cover like Up to the Mountain or Shelter that she would do on TV, these artists were, there was it was much more rare to be covered by Kelly Clarkson. And just the yeah. fact that she brought back an, a Ray Montaigne song for the talk show, just oh uh, it just broke me again. And so, yeah, Can I Stay was so good.
0: And I'm pretty sure... This was, I might be wrong, but I think this was one where, like, they had recorded it, like, and just kind of banked it for a day. And then she, like, came out. She was like, hey, guys, like, I can't sing today, um, but we have one for you. And it was this. And I really like that they ended up doing a more, like, mellow song for Mm -hmm. a time when she was sick because it just kind of fit. It would have been really weird if, like, she's like, hey, y'all, I'm sick, and then goes to, like, fighter. It's, I don't know. I thought it was just a really, like, nice, like, calming calming yet heartbreaking performance. Um, or if they or if
1: they just ignored the fact altogether and she like walks off of the stage from Kelly Okini and she's wearing a completely different outfit.
0: Completely different. So I, <laughs> I really love this. And also, yeah, if you have not seen her performance of Shelter, I think it was from 2005. Um, she was sick during that. She Remember? was very sick. She was very yeah. sick during that, but she did it and she still sounds like a rock star. Um, and,
1: well, it, I think it only added to the performance. It, it made it that much more heartbreaking and it made it, really um I, it, it made it stick a lot more i think it was later than 2005 because no. if i remember was it
0: it was hurricane katrina I'm, I'm googling this right now
1: okay because i'm trying to remember what the story was because it was it was either about this or up to the mountain i think you know what you're probably right because up to the mountain was the one where she fought the label Because the label wanted her to go on to Idol Gives Back and sing Never Again. And she's like, this is a charity. Like, I'm not going to sing a breakup song on a charity show. And that's why she picked up to the mountain.
0: And that was 2007. But then I think like a few weeks later for the finale, she performed Never Again. Why do I remember the shit?
1: I don't know. I don't know either. (sighs) Never mind the fact that we remember the song she sang on a show. We know the reason why she sang the song on a show, which is next level. Uh, by the way, if you I want swear to, uh, not,
0: I swear we are not crazy. Well, maybe
1: we. No, are. we're not. We're just we just retain ridiculous amounts of knowledge. In, okay. Uh, if you want to check out that Ray <laughs> LaMontagne song, it's on his record "Till the Sun Turns Black," and oh my gosh, so I mean, just so 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 good. I that record is really really good, and I mean his his album Trouble. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean you've got oh Jolene is on that album. And hold you in my arms, and oh my God, it's so good, so good,
0: so good. Okay, next song is the very first cover, not first karaoke, but the very first cover of season five, and that was oh, that's N- right,
1: yeah, because she did a couple of originals to kick off the season.
0: Mm-hmm. This was "New Attitude" by Patti LaBelle.
1: Oh, this was so good,
0: so good. Um and they had Paul Schaefer in with, if you don't know Paul Schaefer, he was the band leader for Letterman, right?
1: Yep, yep.
0: For Letterman for forever. Um, insanely talented guy. And it was, I think that's like such a compliment that he was like, I'll totally sit in with my band, y'all. Like he's like late night royalty.
1: Oh yeah, when it comes to band leaders, I mean, Paul Schaefer is on the Mount Rushmore.
0: Yeah, him and like, the you know, Questlove, like they're like, Really. I think John Batiste is the one for Colbert. Like band leaders, like Jason Halpert is in a great little, little. Uh, I don't know what the word is, not community, but like Fraternity. he's up there. Fraternity. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, having Paul Schaefer there was really cool. And, um, and,
1: and he was back in his old home because David Letterman, when he was on NBC, used to film in stage 6A.
0: That's right. Um, here's my confession. I didn't really know the song. Um, Really? But I did. No, but I realized I knew part of the chorus because it was in one of my high school cheerleading mixes. (laughs)
1: Let me guess. It was the ooh, 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 ooh. I got a new attitude.
0: You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the only part. But I'm like, oh, I recognize that like four second clip. Um, (laughs) I know. uh, Yikes. But um, I think this like might be in like my top. 15 favorite Kelly mm-hmm. ever. There is so wow. much passion and there's so much energy and it's like super rock and roll yet super poppy at the same time. And I, I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. It kind of gives me queen of the night vibes. Wow.
1: That's a it, compliment.
0: It, yeah. I just thought they did such a killer job with it. And like, what a way to kick off season five, what a way to kick off New York. I just think they did such a great job with it. I don't really have any other notes, but, um, so good. So high energy.
1: I mean, Patty LaBelle, I mean, come on. Just ridiculous, so you know? Good. So good. She's awesome, yeah. Um, my next one is, I think this is going to be the oldest song on my list, and it goes way back, and it's because I love it when Kelly performs standards.
0: Wait, I bet you we have the same one.
1: Okay, you think so? Mm-hmm. Uh. My choice is I Get a Kick Out of You by Frank Sinatra.
0: Never mind. <laughs> same, I think same era, though. Okay.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, look, you know, this This goes, my love of Kelly doing standards goes back to American Idol when, now granted, she kind of did Bette Midler doing this song uh, when she does stuff like that there, because right. Bette Midler did it in For the Boys back in the early 90s, but Stuff like that there is like a song from the 1940s. And I love when Kelly does like really classic, like if she was to do Frank Sinatra or, you know, if she were to do Sammy Davis Jr. or Dean Martin or, you know, anybody of that era, she kills it. She just eats in this particular genre. And I Get a Kick Out of You was such a nice surprise because she's obviously, you know, she knows her like genre. She knows her wheelhouse of, you know, I mean, she can do contemporary. She can do eighties and nineties. She can do country. But it's rare that we get a song this old and Kelly doing it as a karaoke And it was just such a delight to hear this song. It's it's one of the, you know, great American songbook type of songs and just so good. And I just I it makes me smile when I hear it.
0: I just thought of something that like would probably never happen, would be a kind of a cool idea if they, if they start to do more like pre-taped stuff for the talk show, like out in the field, you know, like uh-huh. field work. So Frank Sinatra was born in the town I live in, which obviously is very close to New York City. I think it'd be kind of cool if they, and there's a lot of like landmarks around my, my town about Frank. Um It'd be cool if she either like did a performance in front of like the statue or which has which has a beautiful view of the New York City skyline or I don't know, did something here with like a Frank theme. I don't know if there's any like anniversaries coming up, but I feel like that'd be a cool idea.
1: That would be really cool, yeah, to just kind of give it a I mean, look, there was nobody that really exuded New York more than Frank Sinatra.
0: Even though he was born in Jersey, but that's fine.
1: Still, I mean, yeah, hey. he, yeah, he did get. That's a lot like of, me.
0: That's like me. You know. Yeah. I I, I exude I, some New York energy, but I wasn't born there.
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I do. I do. when I when I like when I look at you, I don't think Jersey. I think New York.
0: Thank you. But maybe
1: that's just maybe that's just like the little brother complex that New Jersey might have against New York. I don't know.
0: Which is fine. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't give off like Carmela Soprano vibes, nor do I give off Snooky vibes. So, like, I get it. <laughs> So, (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's funny. Uh, Thank you. I try. Um, Okay. So, my song that was not that, but anyway. um, Love. I don't even know if I wrote this title correctly. Love, comma. I I didn't write a comma. That's why I was like, is this English? Love, You Didn't Do Me Right by Rosemary Clooney.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So, I did not know this song at all. um, But... I feel like if I were – if I would, if I were to imagine, like, my dream thing about her doing Broadway, it would be this because it's definitely, like, the standards kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Super jazzy su- and, like, honestly, like, I feel like she's, like, Lady Gaga where, like, she could get away with doing, like, a standards album. Yeah. And it wouldn't be weird. It would be, like, so beautiful and so, like, cozy sounding. Even though this is, like, a sad – like not a happy song. I just, it, it kind of calms me down a little bit and I really sure. like it. Um, And she did a beautiful job with it.
1: Yeah. She did a Rosemary Clooney song in the first season called you'll never know. And I like when Kelly does Rosemary Clooney because she just, she, I don't know how it's hard. To, it's hard to explain other than just be like, I really like it. Like, I mean, I want to, <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly I want to
1: get like deep into it, but like she just, she does so much justice to these songs. And especially, you know, the classic, like, standard songs. She does them so well that you just want to be like, okay, yeah, that one's also yours. That one belongs to you as well.
0: (laughs) It's yours now, Kelly. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, All right, your turn.
1: For uh, my next song, I'm going back to the 80s. And this one, I think, might be just a pure preference because it's a song that I love. And it was actually probably the most recent uh, choice that we're going to have here uh, on our list because she just did it uh, as we're recording it. She just did it in the last couple of days, and that is "Missing You" by John Waite. Yes. Oh, this I will. This is one of those songs. Like I work at an, at an 80s and 90s radio station, and I hear this song a lot. I will never change the channel when I hear this song. I will never skip this song when it comes on i will probably never get tired of listening to this song it is just so good and so the fact that like and even just the first few like notes from the band when they started i thought oh my god she's doing john Waite and was so so happy with his performance she did it obviously a killer job such a great song and it couldn't not be on my list
0: i love that when the the talk show posted it like on on twitter they were like mm-hmm the other since you've been gone because <laughs> <laughs> that's the lyric since you've been gone and i'm like oh yeah. that was actually pretty clever guys i like that good uh, yes. good copywriting um, I love it was that, a yeah. great performance yeah i think it was like as we're doing this i think it was the it was like the friday karaoke. it was the most recent one so yeah you are correct about that um i'm gonna pick a song i think uh, 60s or 70s Ooh, i don't remember which decade you're gonna have to tell me it's one of the two okay uh crimson and clover
1: that is a. Ooh, it's one it's of the not, two. It's not
0: uh, 60s, maybe? It's 60s or 70s. I don't. I yeah. want to say 60s uh, by Tommy James and the Shondells. Um, funny, this song came up, uh, uh, was it last week? In our. Kelly confessions episode where someone was like hearing Kelly sing this back in the day made me realize that I'm gay, <laughs> and I am obsessed with that. Um, so she originally played this on the Hazelites tour in 2005, and I actually went to rewatch the video before um, we did this today because it's been a while since I've seen it. And uh, she played the tambourine back then, and I didn't. No, I remember that. I don't. I did it, and it was such a fun little nugget. And I'm like. That would have been cool if she brought it again, but I don't think there was any tambourine in this. I don't think Jesse was playing it, but it's fine. We don't need tambourine. It's like more cowbell. We don't need more tambourine.
1: It was 1968, by the way. So you were in the 60s. I was
0: close. I was, I was, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the version she did in 2005 was definitely a lot more like rock raspy for Mm -hmm. for her voice. This was definitely still rock, but I think her voice was much fuller and it was a lot more soulful. and like this is something this I don't know if anyone else cares about this but what I love of what Kelly does sometimes like some people get so obsessed over the fact with like the, like the pronouns in a song She sure. kept it. So like yeah, if she's 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 straight but she kept the lyrics as if she's talking about a girl cuz that's what the original lyrics are. And I just yeah. think that's kind of cool. It's like, just keep it as is, and like you don't have to get too like technical here. So I just wanted to point that out. I just thought it was a cool thing. She's done it before, and I just kind of admire that. Um, and the last thing is our dear friend, friend of the pod, the wonderful Aben Eubanks, was on this performance. Yes. Which is rare, because right. he doesn't usually do karaoke. So it was really nice that he happened to be there and was able to uh, do this.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, before we move on to the next song, how many more do you have?
0: Stand by. Okay, we got 1 uh
1: 2 3. Okay. I've got 2
0: left. Okay. That makes sense cuz so, you went first.
1: There we go. So, my next choice, I mean, I love when she covers this artist anytime, uh but in particular this was a great one because it's one of the very first songs that this artist ever released uh, when she was first coming out in the eighties, and I loved hearing Kelly cover this song. It is "Lucky Star" by Madonna.
0: Mm, yes, and nostalgia I, at its finest.
1: <laughs> yes, and and Kelly likes doing Madonna on uh, the Kelly Clarkson show. I know she. I think it was the premiere of. Season four, she had music was part of the medley that she did mm. at the beginning of the, of the show. She's done Like a Prayer as a Kelly Oakey She's doing and Vogue I, soon. Yeah, yeah. I know. I saw that coming up. And then she has also done, what was the other older, uh, Borderline. Yes. She did Borderline either season two or three as Kelly Oakes. And then she's also like, she's done Express Yourself as idol. a- uh, Idol,
0: her idol on, audition. Yeah.
1: Well yeah, yeah. But she also did um she did that on the breakaway tour, Hazel Eyes tour. She did it on one of the tours early on. Uh she did it as a uh, as a song in the in the set list. And then uh she did there was a song during the piece by piece tour. I wanna say it was a. Uh, now now of course I'm I'm my mindset is elsewhere. What the hell did she call those? What what does she call the fan? Oh, just fan request. Yeah. Okay. Um, I believe she did Take a Bow. Long story short, she likes covering Madonna, and she does a lot of Madonna songs, and she always kills it. But I love the, like, early 80s Madonna because it's, like, still dancey. It's still fun and poppy, and her take on Lucky Star was, was really good, and I just, I loved it, and had to put it on my list. I
0: will admit, I... Really want her to do more, like '90s, '2000s Madonna. Yeah, like Ray of Light, Don't Tell Me. Um, yeah, me even like Me Against the Music with 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 Britney. Like I love those so much. Um,
1: Secret would be another good one.
0: Oh, my baby's got us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that song. Yeah, that's a good one. But I would just in like music like. Cause I don't, she didn't, it, music wasn't like the full thing. Like I wanted her to do like a full.
1: This used to be our playground.
0: I don't know that one.
1: Oh, that was the song that Madonna did for, um, a league of their own. This used oh. to be a playground and it's a, oh, it's a beautiful ballad. Love oh. it. Sorry. I, I keep interrupting. I'm no, sorry. No,
0: it's fine. All I was going to say is like, she hasn't done like a full karaoke of just music, like music by Madonna. Not like, yeah. Um, but I don't think she would if she's already kind of sung it, but. Yeah, yeah. Play some like two thousands, Madonna.
1: Could you imagine a songs and stories? Hung up. Ooh, hung up would be good.
0: Here's here's my confession. <laughs> I knew hung up when it came out. I was yeah. like two thousand five ish six. Um, I didn't know that it sampled an ABBA song until only a few years ago. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed with that. That's funny. I was like, wait, what is this? I'm like, this is Madonna, and then it's like ABBA, and I'm like. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, time goes by so slowly it's not playing. Okay. Anyway. No. Yeah, yikes. Sorry. And
1: now all of a sudden I'm thinking, would would that be cool to do a Madonna songs and stories?
0: Yeah. Oh my god, of I, course it would.
1: I feel like Madonna is probably thinks she's too big to be on like an American talk show anymore, but yeah. still that would be cool. That'd
0: be really cool. Um okay, so I have three more. Um my next one is a the other Kelly original I have mm. and it is low. I
1: nice.
0: Oh my God. One of my favorite performances of this ever. I love, she did a stripped down version with Jocko, just the two of them. Uh-huh. And um, I feel like I could be totally wrong here, but I feel like from my previous experience, like the two years I was not a Kelly fan um, when she was out, this is a song I knew. But I didn't know who it was by. Right. It was one of the songs that would play. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I've, I've heard this. And then I one day realized it was Kelly. And I'm like, I thought it was like a country song, so, which it's not really country, but whatever. Um, But like, I think it was nice for her to like bring this back because it's not a song that the general public thinks of when they think of Kelly Clarkson. They think mm-hmm. of like the Since You've Been Gones and the Strongers and the Miss, in, like Independent and Be- Because of You. But even though this was a hit, it's not the song that comes to, to people's minds, so I thought it was really nice to kind of, like, bring that back into people's memories, like, you know, you know, Joe Schmo watching on their TV at th- 3 p.m., so I I really enjoyed that, that she brought it back, and it was it was also nice, because even with some of her songs, you can tell she has to read the teleprompter, this, she just, this was, like, second nature to her, she was just singing along. Did yeah. not need a, you, you know, you can you 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 can tell she was not staring at the camera. She knew the song, it was deep rooted in her, and that kind of made it even more special for me.
1: Well, yeah, I mean you can count by the amount of times she'll close her eyes. Like you know that she's she, she knows, knows the song and she doesn't need the prompter.
0: And it was just so interesting to like watch I typed in Kelly Clarkson low on YouTube. The first thing that came up was obviously the music video, which was uh-huh. 20 years old. She looks very different. And the next one was the Kelly And it's just crazy to see the literal, like, 21-year-old thumbnail and 41-year-old Kelly thumbnail next to each other. And you're just like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm so proud of her. She's, just, <laughs> she's grown so much. Um, that was really good. I just love this version. I think it's so good. They should add this back into, like, regular rotation on, like, a tour. You think so? I think this is worth it. And I think it's, it's an oldie but a goodie. I really do.
1: That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, my final song that I have on the list is another one that is pretty recent from actually last week's Kelly Oakey's. And this one kind of came out of nowhere for me. I I was familiar with the song in that after I listened a couple times and then figured out who it was and then what the song was, I thought, man, that that hits a little bit differently. And it's her performance of Location by Khalid. Mm-hmm this I watched this Kelly Oki probably five, six times after they tweeted it out because I was just so hypnotized by her vocal on this song. Um, this is this was Khalid's first single. I mean, it was probably gosh seven, eight years ago. And the fact that she pulled this song, you know, out of the ether, and performed it and it just i think cuz i'm trying to remember if this was the one that i think when they put it out they just put vibes <laughs> that was the whole
0: <laughs> vibes
1: that was the whole thing and i'm just like what a performance what a great choice for a song and it was another one of those songs that i heard that makes me wish i could be in on the decision process cuz we know that there is this mythical excel google doc rather out there that the band all shares together mythical. i'm pretty sure it's real well no i know it's real but <laughs> I, sh- I let me leg- i should say legendary not mythical okay. this legendary google doc that's out there that has all the options for future kelly okies and i just want to know like okay which one of them selected this song what made them decide that they wanted kelly to do this song or made that she decided she wanted to do this song because? I think you could have put the whole of recorded music in front of me, and I don't know if I would have ever chosen this song, but I am so glad that she did it because, damn, was this good.
0: I have to admit, I only watched it the one time, and now I'm like, I should probably go back and pay more attention because I don't yeah. recall the emotion that you're referring to. So I definitely need to pay more attention to that.
1: The sad part is is that this will probably go down as like a forgotten Kelly it, it probably won't be real high on many people's lists but I saw it get retweeted like crazy and people were you know they were digging the performance but it's just one of those songs where it's like you know I mean it was a hit but it wasn't a massive hit and it doesn't have that like viral feel to it so I wanted to you know give it some flowers because I just thought it was such a beautiful performance of this song
0: yeah all right. I realize why I have two more. It's because we both had Taylor, Taylor, Dane, and I had said it. That's why. Yeah. And
1: I kind of did two Meh. songs at once Meh. too.
0: You're good. You're good. Right. Okay. So I have Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, yeah. When I first heard the song, like I love, I love Olivia. I love her. When I first heard the song, I liked it and I didn't really give it a lot of time. And then I like went back a couple weeks later And just kind of like sat down listened to it and no distractions and just, it's really raw. It's a very Mm -hmm. raw song. And I was very excited when Kelly, you know, because I know for Halloween in previous years, Kelly does like a huge crazy thing, like, you know, crazy setup and then very extravagant performance, whatever. And I remember we had spoken to Andy right before halloween and he told us he's like the set's gonna be you know not as crazy just because we physically can't do it but it's still gonna be a great great stuff that we have going on and he was right so she she kind of really emotes the same emotion that olivia does in the song like kind of that like in the verse is kind of like that like talk singing i don't know how to explain it (laughs) yeah i love that so much i love that i think it's so like vulnerable so good um it was just kelly and jason on piano and it has almost a million views on youtube
1: wow almost nice. a million
0: so like when i checked this morning it was at like nine hundred eighty-five thousand views which is just incredible because it's only been out for four or five weeks sure So i love that um my last song it's funny like every like week before the episodes come out there's usually like a preview online usually bix posted of like who the guests are going to be that day what what song she's going to play but doesn't always say the artist's name usually doesn't say the artist's name actually yeah so there was a song that it was this was very recent um it was it said daylight a lot of people have songs called daylight you could have had maroon 5 taylor swift shinedown matt and kim harry styles a lot of them it was none of the above it was none of the above. It was by David Kushner, who I heard this song for the first time over the summer at, like, 1 a.m. in the back of an Uber. And I was barely paying attention, but I was like, his voice is so good. And it was on Z100 of all stations, which is, like, I don't know. He's, like, not personally, like, I would not think he's, like, a top 40 kind of artist. He sounds sure. like, the, the song sounds a lot like Take Me to Church. Like, it's kind of the same vibes, I think. Mm-hmm um incredible just like not what i would think that like you know the 15 year olds are going to be listening to on z100 but anyway i'm glad it's doing so well he's performing at like all the jingle balls coming up and he's pretty new i think he only started putting out music at least on spotify last year and um it's just like a sad deep raw depressing song Mm -hmm. and it i love jesse's like background sh- vocals, she goes so deep because mm-hmm. in the original, he goes so deep, Like it's just so beautiful. And that was my attempt at singing deeply. I was I'm gonna say, I,
1: I love your attempt at, so a, uh, deep. at a baritone,
0: and, yeah. No, um, but Jesse kills it on that. And her and Kelly together, as we've said, is just pure magic. And I love that they're do- they because the original has a pretty p- big production. This was a little bit more singer songwriter, so you really got to like focus more on the vocals and i would love a full version of this on a future karaoke ep just saying it's wow it's so good that's high praise you haven't heard the original i highly recommend it it's really good but i like don't know anything else by him so i need to i need to do my my work and just look up more stuff by by david
1: all right, we'll have to leave that in the notes for when we do an upcoming episode of what do we think should be on Kelly Oki Volume 2.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I will probably forget that I said this if so someone would remind me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are some of our most recent favorites of uh, from Kelly Oakey's, from The Kelly Clarkson Show. Let us know if you agree with our takes. If you don't like the ones we chose, what some of your favorites are, let us know. Yeah. Um, Find us on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Miss Into Podcast. If you listen on the Spotify app, please consider leaving us a rating there. And you can also comment on individual episodes. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a rating and review. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Hope you guys have an awesome rest of your day. Bye. Bye
1: Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Miss Into Podcast. Miss Into Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Find us and continue the conversation at Miss Into Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Find more at missintopodcast.com.